Welcome to a new episode of Pablo Head Investigates, the podcast where I talk to my favorite musicians about their creative process. In this episode, I get to talk to one of my main idols on the piano, one of my heroes, the great Danilo Perez. I first heard him uh, decades ago when a friend showed me Footprints Live, a uh, very, very important album for me uh, by the great Wayne Shorter Quartet with John Patitucci and Brian Blade, Danilo and, of course, Wayne. And they played all the songs that I thought I knew, but in a way that I never heard them uh, before or since. The way they de dealt with, you know, finding a bridge between composition and improvisation, spontaneous improvisation or comprovisation, as Danilo calls it, or... Uh, Fear training, <laughs> as he tells me in this episode, uh, is, is simply unique and, and very, very influential and inspiring. And we talk a lot about that. You know, we talked about uh, Danilo's process in becoming a member of this band, studying Wayne's music, preparing for this gig. The first recording session that he do, did with Wayne which basically was uh, Alegria, which came out after Footprints Life. And we talk about uh, important live moments on stage with the Wayne Shorter Quartet, in studio, on the road. It's basically the Wayne Shorter episode, if I think about it. I mean, next to the episode with Wayne, where I interviewed him, which was actually the first interview that I ever released. Danilo's enthusiasm and excitement and curiosity is very contagious. I was very, very inspired after this inter interview. And immediately when I do an interview like this, I want to share it right away. <laughs> we waited a couple of months because we had also other episodes to put out, but I'm very, very excited to share this now with you. If you would like to support this podcast, please join me on patreon.com slash pabloheld. I'm sharing exclusive content there, like educational videos, uh, early access to the episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff to the interviews, uh, listening recommendations, and much more. You also get a discount on my Bandcamp page. And um, yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy this episode. By the way, one little thing before we start. In some moments during the interview, actually for quite a while in this interview, you'll see Danilo out of frame. And this happened basically because Danilo played a lot of piano in this episode, which I'm very, very happy and, and thankful for. But when he went to the piano, he was out of frame. And um, I didn't do anything about it because I didn't want to interrupt him and interrupt this, this flow that he had, you know, because I was scared that if I would say something, he would stop playing and move his camera and then maybe not get back it, into it. You know, I wanted to make it easy for him. So uh, this is why for some moments you'll see me perfectly in frame. And the most important thing about this interview, Danilo, not in frame. Uh, I apologize and uh, I think 
the things that he says will make up for the lack of screen time <laughs> of him during this episode. All right, enough of that. I wish you all the best and uh, I hope you enjoy. Bye-bye. I'm very curious about a lot of things, but I want to start with... Um, you had, uh, 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 I've heard, a pretty great teacher that was uh, highly influential for you. His name is Charlie Banakos, right? And uh, a friend of mine gave me uh, a thesis on Charlie and his teachings. And there were some very nice and interesting comments from you as well. And um, you, uh, I'm, I'm curious um, what a lesson with Charlie was like for you and what you think back in these days uh, about him. You know, Paolo, I, that was one of the, the things that, um, that I, that the, one of the reasons why I moved back from New York to Boston. I signed my name on the waiting list After I was at Berkeley, I got the gig with John Hendricks. I moved to New York. I started working professionally. And then and then Charlie called and said, hey, I got you. If you're ready to, to, to you know, come, I, I am open. I love the record you did with Tom Harrell. Like, he knew everything. Ah, okay. So I was like, wow, okay. So I moved back. And really, I, literally, I moved back to... Um, to finish my 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 diploma, but also to really be mentored by him. Right. And the first day of class, Pablo, I was I you know, you had to take a train. You have to you had to go like, you know, a couple hours for a half an hour lesson basically. And I didn't really plan it well. I wasn't sure how long it would take. And I was late. I was like I was supposed to start at three and I was there at three twenty. And he gave me my 10-minute lesson, <laughs> and he said goodbye. <laughs> that was the first time, and I said, man, this, this, this man is, is something else. But so friendly, so amazing. And the first thing he did, actually, he heard me playing, and he, he, he drew sort of like, a, I don't know if he knew I studied electronics or something, but that really resonated with me, which is he made a, like a, a graphic, so he drew a graphic and he said, this is the order of notes are coming this way in this shape. I would like to, to hear you playing more jagged, like ah. more, you know, open lines. Yes. And for that, we need to study, you know, Lake Coltrane, McCoy, Tyner. So that's how we started. So he had me, the first thing he had me talking about the concept of how triadic thinking made you create angular and open intervals line. He caught this mambo. That was, that was fantastic. It was yes. a mambo something, right? It, yeah, the double mambo. He has the triple mambo. <laughs> <laughs> Why mambo? Why did he uh, call it like that? I, I, never, I never understand. He would make up words. I don't really know mm -hmm. how, why he called it mambo. Mm -hmm. But it sticks. But he, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, actually that. I think that's what it was. It really stays with you. And he's, he's kind of, he always made it fun. The classes were fun. Yeah. You know, the, the, it was always about, about enjoying the process and, and, and really um, giving you um, things to think about it. For me, that was my relationship with him. I really ended up thinking a lot about 
the things he will he will ask me to do and um and how he i was trying to learn how he thought about putting all of this information man he was an encyclopedia man he knew everything <laughs> in what way did you guys study mccoy and late coltrane well he would he would say uh like for example <clears throat> he would say let's check out the song passion dance and then then he will give me sort of like compositional um, um, homework I have to write an etude mm -hmm. an etude on those two sounds like like passion dance and that that's sort of like what it how that was at the base of how we work together he would give me things compositionally to think about it and then ask me to write etudes and a piece or that's that's the way it happened listening and also writing that's cool yeah yeah can you explain the mambo exercise uh uh again you know to to explain it to our listeners as well and and viewers it would be so much easier let me see if i i get this out so i show you for example um i was in sugar It's a little ah, messy in there, there Paolo. I don't care, man. That, it's it's okay. beautiful. I like the mess. Is that cool? Yes. So this is basically what what you would this. Perfect. All right. So if you take two pair of triads, he would say those sounds thinking triadically yeah. start to make you um um to to reduce the amount of choices of notes, but you start to think about about having it sort of like in shapes, like going up and going down. So he would have me going. And then opposite. So like that. And then I start I start to uh, uh, write pieces out of that. And this is really what, what a passion that is. Yeah. That that kind of shape. So I started going. Mm. So you see, and yes. really liberate yourself with that. That's that that condense and then start doing things with the with all adding rhythm like um six with those two groupings when you when you have triad you i started i started to think in my own way to interpret those concepts and take it farther yes i started to think about triad triangle shape when you think of triad triads you're already thinking rhythmically in triplets mm -hmm. so you have and i started to think like well if I if I start to think the same triad in my right hand as a four note group and then I start getting a nice test you know other other dimension like if I think in my right hand doing this yeah. an octave yeah I start getting a four note grouping against three and things start to happen in a way that you start to liberate yourself like
Totally, so yeah. I started to create my own ideas about how, and I started to write pieces around that. Yes, and that was the greatest lesson from that I that I got from him, which was the master the minimum. Master the minimum, like a one minimum idea, and just digest it, sing it, you know, just live with it, and and hopefully that will come up. Um, yeah. I. You know that was that that was the fundamental things that I work with Charlie. He mm. he taught me that, and I I think he knew I was I was thinking elect, electronically too because <laughs> he he spoke to me and he resonated very deeply. I could I could also hear um, the, you taking this concept in not only in a melodic aspect but also in a harmonic aspect, combining those two uh, triads. I can hear this in your voicings as well. Uh, I, I'm wondering, is this something, uh, an idea that came to you after Charlie introduced uh, that concept to you? Because that's, I think Wayne talks about this as well. A teacher puts the, the, the pupil or the student on his shoulders. And by that moment, the student actually sees more or different stuff than the, than the teacher in that moment, right? So I've I've heard yeah, these exactly. these these things from you also in a harmonic sense. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, the um, well that that start to um, you know that start to combine um, with with a harmonic rhythm necessity and definitely Charlie was one of the uh, the initial foundation. Also, actually, uh, working before with Tom Hart was one, mm. and Dizzy Gillespie, actually. Um, we've been trying to, to think about this, Paolo. I'm writing a book right now with Chase Morey, one of my, my students, and now he's a faculty. And I've, I've just been trying to get this idea, like how this thing started to um, be fundamental in my thinking, like, You know how to relate, and here's mm. that that period with 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 Dizzy, for example. I remember the question I asked Dizzy. This is what started this. I had a I had a, a C minor seven flat five chord, right? And Dizzy will say, da, 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 da. yeah, he he could he could start the phrase. He could start with that note. He could hear it. And I asked him, um, how do you hear that note? And he said, as a C minor, same flat five, for you, for me, is E flat minor six. over the six. Yeah. You see? So I started to, to think about that. If you start to think tetracordially about things, The hearing and the and, and the um, harmonic rhythm and all of that start to to uh, take notice for you. Mm. And the Wayne Shorter Quartet was the the final lab, like the graduation I needed, like to play with Wayne, such a genius of of coloring. It gave me the opportunity to practice and to think tetracordially and develop that concept of tetracordial playing. Mm. which is when you have a center, for example, um, it's, I'll make it as, as very simple on that, but when you have the wheel of the F sharps, 
going F sharp, C sharp, G sharp, D sharp, and fifth up. The for me, this I'm just talking. This is not uh, the, the feeling for me. Is that that harmony or that chord? Like let's say C, it start to. It's almost like you put a flashlight on it, and mm. it gets more light on it, and it becomes more more. Uh, like like you need to put glasses on mm -hmm. in order to know so bright it's just so bright and and if you follow that order towards the flat then it it start to become um um darken in the sense of the feeling so for example um if i if i take two tetrachords two tetrachords being the, being the being a C major scale, the, the, the perfect four between C and F, C, D, E, F, and then G, A, B, C, you get this sound, right? Mm. And from that, you start to add, let's say, for example, you add flat. One flat, B flat. One flat on the left, one flat on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, Upper tetrachord, on the lower tetrachord, yeah. on the upper tetrachord, and then you're back mm. to one. So yeah. that's emotionally has a feeling. Now it's, it feels going to the left for me. Now if I go up. Danilo, so that, can... that reminded me of can... White, or is that is it in one of your songs? Is yes. it White? Yeah, yes, White, yes, with this Beautiful. string. Yeah, yeah. So, so now I can see. I started to to work emotionally. This is what I've been actually doing lately. Like, I with Wayne. Wayne. Wayne gave me the opportunity to experiment with this because his music is so full of tetrachordial, what I call tetrachordial voice leading. He's just so brilliant, and and I started to to you know think about and hear things like this. I go up, the Ooh. chord went up, and then I want to come down, Ooh. back. Wait, go up, go down. So I'm not thinking about chords as much as I'm thinking about harmonic, where I want to go, flatting, sharper. Mm. To one, Ooh. you see, flatter. Go a little, a, a little, a little, one sharp, a little bit up from that darkness. I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna go a little bit darker, darker. Man, now sharp. Don't worry about it. Now I got. Now flatter now. You see, so now in in that context, I start to organize my practicing so I can go going to the four. I'm gonna and keep voice leading. 
and I just practice on and on and on. I shift. I go. I can do it grammatically too. I can go like, how would you go to a flat, to a major, to a sharp? Check it out from C to B flat, for example. Yeah. You see what I mean? So yeah. now it's sharp. You can go on and on. You can make it. You can do it in, in major third too. You go C major, for example, tetrachord. I go the first tetrachord, C E D F. I go to sharps. So you know you got. And all, all of that is, is C major for me. Yeah. See, you see, Wayne's music has a lot of that mastery where he can go. Mm. See, now I say, I say, check it out. If I go like this, which is going to answer the first question you had. If I start thinking tetracordially from the exercise of like triads, for example. I started to organize things with the permutations. So even if we see, I can go. Yeah. See, just yeah. that. So I go. Now I do that with E major. I do it with A flat. Yeah. Like that. And then I piss it up. And if you do it over C, with, if you stay with the root and do all the th these things that sound like from one family. Exactly. Those are called for me, I call that, Pablo, the yin and yang of C major. Yeah. The, like dark, the brighter side of C major and the darker side um, in, in a way to how do you, you have the brightness, which is the E major. That's brighter up. Yeah. It goes light and this dark. So in that way, I'm practicing. I'm practicing my emotional, you know, whatever I wanted to, like with Wayne, that gave me that, I'm so, I feel so, um, um, you know, uh, so much gratitude because I made so many, you know, wrong choices, mistakes, but I kept looking for this because I wanted to support him because when he has that support of, of, of tetracordial colors, he just flies like, hmm. like incredible. I mean, when you have that freedom, he just goes anywhere. And I, I understood at one point I needed to get quicker making, is it going up? Is it going down? Is it staying around? And I remember some people say he would do like this. Oh, really? <laughs> I, interpreted, I interpret that as like, let's go up. You know what I mean? And sometimes I, we would be in a tonality and I start experimenting here other things. And he could feel the gravity coming down to the resolution, and he would say towards towards you know uh, the mid the mid years of the quartet, he would say, "Oh no no, stay out there, stay out there." Beautiful. 
<laughs> you know, so, you know, and I, I, I started to understand why sometimes he was very specific about calling um, a note what it was, you know, a G sharp versus A flat. He would he would make sure it's like a G sharp and this is an A flat. And I started to notice why this is what it is. This now sounds to me like G sharp would be the third of E major, right? And this would be A flat. You see what I mean? And I started to feel how that 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 name is starting to wow. That sounds like G sharp. Yeah, that sounds like A flat. I somehow mm -hmm. started to make think different. Danilo, feel feel free to stay at the piano. I love this. You know, this is incredible. So, <laughs> whenever you feel like showing something, go ahead. I I can't focus too much of our conversation, but we're oh, going to stay. We, we'll do a part two. We'll do a part two. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no, I'm... but you know, you know, this this is great. This is, by the way, this is what we what I've been developing and teaching at the uh, Global Jazz Institute. Um, everybody has to uh, kind of connect uh, with some of the aspect of the rhythmic aspect of this music that are very that I found very foundational, which is the 6A, the three, the idea of perceiving time in a certain matter, yeah. you know, threes, threes and twos, you know. Exactly. Like one, two, three, one, two, two. At the Global, we work a lot in this, and then we work a lot in the tetracordial concept. Mm-hmm. You know, to to get to to make progression more like to liberate you in a way that you you can ac accept notes that you normally wouldn't accept um, because of the way that you are hearing and thinking about it. You Is know? that something that because um, I'm very curious, Danilo, there were certain moments that I know that you've witnessed firsthand uh, Herbie and Joe Zavinul comp for or play with Wayne Shorter. And I think you've, you, you were present the last time when Joe and Wayne played together at that festival in a silent way, which is recorded, which is one of my favorite recordings. It's so, so beautiful. It's oh unbelievable. But my question for you is, and there's concerts then at the Carnegie Hall when Herbie sits in at 2003 with with the quartet and in duo with Wayne. And you've seen those two people who are so closely associated with Wayne and have a, such a shared language with Wayne. So I, my question is, you hear this, you, you're there present. What does it do to you when you have to get back into the piano chair Comping for Wayne. Man, it's totally, at the beginning, it was just overwhelming. It's scary. I was totally uh, um, just self-aware and what I what I just heard and the responsibility. Um, but I also recognized one thing, for example, when I, I remember in, in, we were in Germany somewhere, and I remember hearing... Uh, Herbie playing duo with Wayne, and I started to notice like the the elements that Wayne talks about at the beginning of the quartet is this: there's no such an interruption. There's no, you you know, you can cross me by, you can pass me by, you can don't worry about, it. just just try to um, um, move, move, have ideas, have ideas. 
not so much in terms of music, but he, he will relate it to like, let's keep, let's keep like the children conversation going on. Yeah. Let's keep, let's keep it like that. And and when I hear it with with Herbie, that was the the the, the one thing that hit me right away. That that you know Herbie might land in a chord, and it was a little different from what Wayne might might have suggested, but they found a way to make it into another opportunity, and every. Every um, every moment was an opportunity, and yeah. they didn't stop to judge the moment. Yeah, and and that was a big lesson for me that that take the judgment away as you are as you are doing this, and I had to practice a lot and wow. and and um, change my practicing basically. You know, I I did change my routine immediately. Um, I started to think about how do I practice. To not make my my experience playing that way, um, um, how do I practice that I'm not subject to uh, my own judgment? Mm. And I started to change the practice by by playing music to Tom and Jerry, for example, the comics. To have a routine in my apartment, like I just put the you know the the music for for those comics are so killing. Yeah, and and. I wanted to create um, a sense that I was actually hearing and feeling that. So I created the routine and 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 listened to what the music was and then took the music away. And that's when I started doing things like this. I, I started to do stuff. And, and it's funny, the day I did that, Pablo, I tell you what Wayne did. I went, I went like this. After practicing so much, we got together again and I went. Wayne look at me. Wayne said, "Cartoons, yeah, beautiful, yeah. Comics, he said, comics, yeah." So I started doing things like this. Yeah. Yeah. And and then John and everybody started doing something. Open up, you know. Yeah. My practicing changed. My I didn't have to think about what I was doing. Um, and this all came together f for me, Pablo, I, I had to tell you, you know, playing with Wayne, going back to that question you asked about being self-aware of hearing him with Joe Sawinner and Herbie Hanko. Um, to, to have Wayne so close on the piano and the way he looked at me mm. during the beginning of those tours was super scary. He's, he had a face like this, like, no matter what I did, he just looked like this. Wow. Yeah. And I just, I started to get, you know, like nervous. And I asked Brian, how are you, you feeling? It's like, I don't know. You think, you think uh, he's digging it? We didn't know. And then John, oh, he's fine. He's bringing music. So that's good. Hmm. Then one day I said, you know, I, I just have to ask him because I had no idea when we start getting in these vamps. And I don't know where things are going. I don't know what meter we are. What Sometimes I don't even know what tonality we are. And he sent me to watch a movie called Event Horizons. Oh, yeah. Scary. You know, scary. a scary movie. Yes. But there is a part there, Pablo, that a, a brother gets thrown out of the plane. Remember that in the middle? Mm -hmm. And he's with the, with the, uh, with the jacket hoping 
like he's getting thrown out into the universe, into the Milky Way, and he's starting to think. Like, think, how is gonna how do I get back to the spaceship? How do I, you know? And at that moment, this is two o'clock after the concert that I started watching this because Wayne recommended me. I started to say, Pablo, I said, man, that those are the questions I'm having. Like, <laughs> why, why did I get myself in this problem? <laughs> I hope this works. I hope this works, you know. And he pulled out the jacket, the strings of the jacket, and it works. And he get him back to the spaceship, mm. and he screamed, here I come, mother, mother, you know, <laughs> like that, you know. So next day, we go and perform in uh, the Tivoli Garden in Copenhagen. And the whole thing happens again. Wayne has the same look. I'm getting a little, um, um, you know, self-aware again. I'm, I'm losing my confidence. And I went beyond him and look at a, at a, at a, there's like a carousel with, horses like you know and i saw that and in the middle of footprints i just all i could do was this like like i just went like that like a horse you know i went yeah and when turns around like on the piano he goes yeah horses Wow. <laughs> and that that was the license that I needed to start uh, thinking more visually, having having more more connections with with images and and do more more uh, more of that type of practice. And I think that together with the hearing Herbie, hearing Joe Sawin, all changing my practice to to do it in a different way, mm. um, starting to to um, what what Wayne called preparing for the unknown, you know. Isn't that the same, like uh, in moments where we face danger or uh, unknown things, we are almost capable of superhuman things. Like <laughs> uh, there's the story of a mother and her child under a, a, a car and the mother is somehow able to to you know lift the car a bit so to to uh, to save the baby you know stuff like that i think somehow wayne put you in that position and then you came absolutely. up with with the solution i absolutely you know Paolo wayne i mean there's so many so many times i start to understand um those places that that it, that that he invited us to be a part of It was yeah. like an invitation to another galaxy, and and you know if I talk too much about it, I, I just I start getting very emotional. But hmm. but it was it it was always it 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 always came down to a some kind of um, performance therapy for me. Yeah, something shifted at, at a very uh, profound level in in terms of like. You know the experience I was going. I, many times I didn't even had an idea how the things went. It, all all it felt was it seemed very short, sometimes, and and almost going into a st another state of mind, kind of, you know. And a lot of times it it 
it it was triggered by this nervous feeling of not knowing how we're going to start, how we're going to end, how things are going to evolve. Yes, I I agree with you. I I felt many times that vulnerability, and out of that, I just sort of like trying to slow down my breath and kind mm-hmm. of journey out with him and and pay attention and yeah, wow. try to be there. I I'd like to ask something very specific. I want to go into um, Prometheus Unbound, and there's a section. Da, da, B flat major, D over B flat, B flat seven sus, and then this chord with the E flat on top, D uh-huh. on the bottom. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, and then E and G and E flat, I think, right? I was wondering how you think about that chord. That That's one. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I start, I start to hear things like this, uh, for for when. So I I hear tetrachords over this. Like, yeah. So I hear that over that. Yeah. You know, and and it's all out of the out of the root of that D flat that turns turns brighter. This is a dark version of that. Name. Yeah. See, it seems like like uh, um, all voice leading basically. You know, and and every time that chord came in, I started to to hear different things. If I hear, for example, if I hear. And that's an experiment that 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 that, that I, I really encourage. If you hear the root, like try to hear the root in this place, then you try to sing the tetrachords that that come to you mm. naturally. That's a really good practicing because sometimes when you play with people from other cultures, for example, they hear the root nowhere you hear it. They hear the the implied root, especially folkloric musicians. Mm. They'll hear the fifth as one, and yeah. they start to hear. The funny notes, you know. So this is an, a good example of how to experiment with change the voicings. If I if I go, oh, yes. sometimes I will hear like a diminished uh-huh, kind of. Yeah. You see, and you start to hear it, sing it from another place. Play this, a voice and change the the top note, change, and then see what you hear, and see if you keep hearing the same tetrachords. That's a very good practicing. Yeah. Because because as you shift the voicings, you might hear other notes. I think that's the brilliance of of what what Wayne has this natural abilities for this that is also study and, and he, he inherited from checking out the, the the masters like ravel and debussy and all of wagner and all those those people too you know and he's a complete genius you know so that's one thing i learned from way that if you start to relate to the tetracourse emotional and really hear it, you might come up the the process might be simple but the end result might be really complex yeah exactly yeah you see and 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 you know why i say that because one day i i i end up in this chord so 
So I just started there, right? I'm going to say, see what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I say, what? When you start, and that's like unrelated in so many ways. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, so what he's hearing is this. So another major chord, a six major, yes, a, a six, a minor tear down, or a six, six. So I started to understand. Wow! Sometimes he, he, he's here in these simple worlds that, that are coming together to create this complexity of sounds, you know. But he truly hearing that. That's where he started, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! You know? I've heard him and say, and that's what I was interested. I've heard him say to uh, pianist Richie Byrack, he told uh -huh. he played with Wayne and he asked Wayne, like, how can you play what you hear? How can you come up with these notes? And apparently Wayne said to him, uh, don't let C minor seven prevent you from hearing any note you want. Isn't that that's great? Such a great Yeah, and I think that's just what what happened that that moment that you described. That's what it's yeah. about, right? Yes, yes. He he's not. You know, I mean, I, as I as I as I have gotten myself deeper into those sounds, and showered, you know, with them, I start to understand that there has been a very uh, elaborated and 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 careful process in assimilating these sounds mm. you know and and as you as you make the relationships as you go about it and, and Wayne has been able to to uh, invest himself in, in in dimensional playing what I call which is what he gave us to learn to play in different dimensions mm. and that's one of them you know what I mean it, it nowadays I can I can analyze it I understand it Yeah. If you break it down, that octave in four minor parts, that's a diminished chord, and that F is still a part of that dimension. It's almost like I call that we when I teach at the global, I teach that as a portal, like a mm. like a portal to get out to another earth. Like like this is Earth one, right? That's it. So the F major is part of that earth, but in another dimension. Right. Yeah. Like the same concept with the E and the A flat. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think it's so galactic that 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 without we never talk about this, but my interpretation is it always felt like dimensional plane to me. It's <laughs> beautiful. Multi, yeah, multi-dimensional. I, I, I was watching the Flash series, and they talk about the portals and how to get to the other Earth. And I think that's what that is. It's like getting to other playing other parts of the sound that you don't see and you don't hear, mm. you know, hearing the invisible things that are not there. Um, and and, and I'm, I'm big, I'm big commitment to, to shift the content, you know, because I might have set up a romantic A flat, but the way that he approached it, it started to become a, 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 with so much potential. There was a lot of potential in in where to go now. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean. So, but that take, takes a lot of one. I mean, it takes courage, but also 
I'm wondering how you've worked on um, getting your ears in shape like that to be ready to answer or to to comment on that, to react to that. Well, the, the first thing I, I would say, just, you know, I recommend definitely doing the, um, um, I, I take, you know, take parts, like take a, uh, this is a good exercise, for example, like take parts and try to, without singing or anything, just try to hear those parts as you are looking at it. Yeah. Look at the note. That's a really great exercise. The other one, also tetracordially hearing these spaces like like just playing grupos notes and then try to see how many times you can sing how do you feel that so i can feel da, 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 but also da, 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 all the tetrachord you can get out of those yeah. four notes and and do it one by one and as you do this you're going to become aware of the the shift that are going in those four notes where things are what Wayne called like um tonal magnetism mm. that's what i call that's what that's what i started to understand the the concept of tonal magnetism you know so the music is moving this way uh you don't really be attached to the you know the the, the bass is more like like figure bass in a way but you just you start to understand how how the tetrachord unfold, you know. And of course, it, 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 being with the quartet was like I told Wayne, it's like being in an atonal, <laughs> you know, solfeggio class, you know. <laughs> in a in a, I call that uh, uh, Pablo. We call that fear training, no ear training, fear <laughs> training, <laughs> because you know. It's not just like knowing the intervals or things like that. It's making those choices that are going to be uh, move the music forward and it's going to present, um, uh, you know, opportunities for everybody to, to, you know. And I think, you know, John, you know, we work on it, on the sound check. You know, we started to use sound check as a, as a, as a, as a platform to create the habit which I would highly recommend. For example, the way we behave in the concerts is most the the way we we did the sound checks, mm. which is playing ideas, throwing. Sometimes just throw my hands on it and see where that goes, and then just and we just experiment. It was sort of like in in a group. Wayne never was never there, yeah. So we just had a lot of fun. Um, at, as you know, and the sound, we love the sound check, no matter how tired we were, because we knew that 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 that's the way that gave us opportunity to to work on on the habits yeah. or, or in the behaviors. I, I would say more more. I've witnessed so, a couple of sound checks of you guys. I was there early, so I got to see right it. crazy. Yeah. You saw yes. it right, yes. And it's sort of like that. I start with something. Sometimes I was I was talk with some voices. Sometimes I'll take a little part of of a piece, sometimes we loop this, sometimes we play a, a standard, whatever, you know, but we always refining that process. Yeah. You know, so, so when we get to the gig, to the concert, it, we felt pretty much, um, an extension of the sound check basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering Danilo, um, that, uh, concept of, of the colors, changing the chords, colors, bright, dark that kind of concept uh, is that something that you've 
talk to Herbie about or maybe shared ideas with, with him? Or do you have an idea about how he thinks about that stuff? Yeah, um, you know, I've been observing when he does soundcheck and I notice Herbie takes, he works a lot and he takes a sound and he just, he moves them around. You know, like like a diminished chord, for example, and he moves them around. Like, you know, Through the if scale. you take like this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, let's say if you take a major third, for example, in a diminished, you go. Then the next one would be four. Then yeah. the next one would be third, like that. Yeah. So I, I've, I've seen him do it with, like, let's say he takes two major thirds. Yeah. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I've taken, I've taken notice on those things. When we get together and sound check and stuff, it's crazy. We just stay there. And, and and we start sharing ideas and um, I did mention it to him on the phone that that I felt like um, the curriculum to 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 pan Africanize what I call the Africanize pan pan Africanize the curriculum uh, to to get closer to this idea of of being ready for the unknown we needed to stop um, um, you know we we needed to not stop we needed to go back to the idea of tetra chords because I feel that they were very liberating, you know? Yeah. And I started to explain to him everything and how the, adding the concept of blues also, but from the perspective of sound and and, and aesthetics and freedom and, and artistic um, uh, innovation, how the blues could be a possibility to, to start here in this dimensional, uh, in different dimensions, if you want to uh, keep using that word, as, as I like that word, you know, and the blues, because the blues come from those tetracordial, if you look at the, 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 the context, it's like you play a chord, and th most of the time those notes that you're hearing has really nothing to do, in a, in a, in a, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you start hearing it. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of like the, the what I propose, that we that we actually start from the foundation of tetracordial thinking and teaching so so if so if you're in c major uh, you know and and i truly hear da, 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 mm. and i truly hear that i'm not bound by the da, 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 by that traditional mm -hmm. you see what i mean yeah <clears throat> And there's so many possibilities that start to happen from um, the the, the tetracore thinking because because you start to 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 understand the the mathematics of that and the how they relate to to emotions in terms of the sharps and flat and the circle of fifth and and how how you can you can really um, get to feel it i mean if you practice slowly and you start to go oh i need a sharp i need a sharp i need mm -hmm. a flat here i need a you know i need two sharp i need one more sharp it's, it's almost like ingredients of mm -hmm. cooking or something i don't know and i i hear that in herbie's playing for sure i mean he's just so aware uh, of where like that core is here and he just he knows how to you know create that 
to to escape yeah. the earth and go into another another how did those you moments know? feel when you guys played together amazing i mean it's like one 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 uh one brain it feels very close to playing with wayne you know it, it i we we did a uh, we did one time we did a gig in in um, Japan, and did a duo uh, beginning like a um, like an intro, and Wayne finishes said, "You guys should do more together." You know, mm. it was really beautiful. It was it it was just like, um, it it you know, it, it's like one word, then another word, then then it just felt really like orchestral you know and and the times we play also in newport mm -hmm. with the, with the quartet it was amazing he he just came in we traded and and he, whatever he left it i will try to keep developing and then he came back and did and we, it was just for me it was something very uh unforgettable in my life yeah i suppose so um I'm curious about your process of learning Wayne's songs. And uh, I want to maybe start with uh, how did you learn Joyrider and what kind of challenges uh, did that present to you? And how did you how did you go about when Wayne first said, let's play Joyrider? Man, I got to tell I got to be be um, completely honest with you. There's 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 this. Um, the, from the beginning, when we got together, I was trying to be like, you know, maestro, um, what song do you want to rehearse? And he looked at me and he said, Danilo, we can't rehearse the unknown. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. I remember playing that song the first time. And I had no, I mean, that felt like you just left the earth somewhere else and uh, you just completely lost, man. It's like, <laughs> there's no core changes. Yeah. There's no, you know, like I, until this moment, I do still feel that part of what makes that, that, um, that, 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 um, that song for the quartet worked so well was the fact that we could actually support each other in those in those moments where we we go out you know mm -hmm. I, i started to understand you know it really felt to me pablo like um more of that like couldn't it, it for some weird reason it felt like like when i was learning back pieces mm -hmm. that's what i started to more of a resonating with the idea of contrapoint that's it and then with the different different tones that that things will generate as as a as a as where they wanted to go and they were going i noticed that wayne knew exactly he could stop playing and even if we went somewhere else he knew exactly what part that was And that started to show me another type of practice in Pablo. The idea of practicing what I call the, uh, like, turn the melody up in your head. 
So when you were playing, I just start practicing doing other things. And you start doing like this association exercise. I needed to get myself to be able to get back to any any moment yeah. in the melody. Wayne, Wayne was basically preaching, and that's how I, that's how I I started to to um, to um, um, I, um, I, let's say uh, um, approach that. In other words, you know, nowadays, for example, when I have um, even even with a standard, you could do it. Even even with a standard, you could do it. You you take a, a melody, and 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 so so a simple melody. Um, oh, I just saw a rabbit coming in my home. So <laughs> let's say a, a simple melody. You know. Da, de, da, de, de, da, 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 da. So the melody stay in your mind, uh, and you keep going. Yeah. Repeat that again. Whatever, and then just keep going, keep going, keep going, and then all of a sudden, I am doing this. Yeah. See what I mean? So you yeah. start to let the melody be the alternate ground force to keep you and and then just invest in you know you see what i mean and that practicing i started to isolate things and the melody was the only it was almost like the clave was the one that hold me down and then i just tried to get free on and get back right on the melody in the note that has to be, because that's something that I saw Wayne just yeah. amazing. He just so amazing. He can go depart and go, and when he comes down, doom, and hit yeah. that note. That is the note of the melody. And those those details, I started to pay attention. I said, "Oh my God, yeah, I need to, I need to start devising things, you know, mm. in a way that." That I can, the concept is turning up the melody as you practice. In other words, all you're hearing is your alternate thoughts. Don't try to focus so much on what you want to play, but how enjoy the contrast between what the melody is going. The melody is the rhythmic, the the anchor, and then your ideas are freely play around, almost like adornment and. Mm. An embellishment, basically, like um, grace notes and all all those concepts. That's that's what that piece gave me because there was no vertical thinking to hold myself off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you know, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. There, there's some videos. I, there's one one video. Um, I, I I'll send it to you later. That that uh, one musician analyzed the movements. And he had it broken down. It's amazing yeah. how he's, you can see the video following the form. And it's oh, like, yeah. okay, they're getting off, but they're coming back right here. Check it out. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, I would say that Joey Ryder started to give us 
the fundamental, um, I would say, um, the architecture and design of the way we could approach the uh, the quartet because we started to play that way, like move around, move around, and come together at places, yeah. at key places, and we started to develop that that um, trust and awareness about that. So I, I would say that the the the, the joy ride was fundamental. It it makes me it made me rethink once again my practicing. Uh, that piece is more like a etude. I highly recommend. Um, you know, we should get Wayne's original manuscript, and you can post it in the yeah in the of course. you know yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll tell. But I actually believe that uh, that 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 was the um, the the there's something about the way that piece require you to behave that that. That is is every time different. It's crazy. Um, I had a feeling about this song, which is which is why I asked. Was it, I think? Yeah, I was suspecting something like this because to me that that piece feels like a prism. You can go so many different ways, but um, still, you're saying uh, there's no chord symbols in the original sheet. I have a few original sheets by Wayne and some of them are with chord symbols and some of them are without and very specific voicings. Yeah. And I suppose this one is uh, one of with specific voicings, but no chord symbols. How do you go about it? You know, uh, because I think is the, my suspicion is, or my, my thought is, um, you're sitting at home trying to analyze what those specific voicings mean in a in a harmonic sense, even, right? I I was I you know the melody was for me like learning the melody, it you know the, the getting getting emotionally attached to the movement and and what what the um, um you know, if we if we take the piece of music, I can show you how, like, you know, if we... mm. so I stay, I will I will group the melody. That's what I recommend yeah. to do. I'll re I'll group the melody and I started to hear the chorus around and to so I shunk the melody. I grouped it and I group another one and then I another one started to understand the tetrachordal. Uh, voice leading that's happening. There's always when something like this seems to flow. There's always tetrachordal, you know, uh, movements. Yeah. So if you in, in Wayne's music, even if there's no chord, you take the melody and group them, then you can see the flavor. I started to practice just that. So I take. Just stay with that, then pick up the next group, then the next group, then the next group, and then hopefully they they just taking you to very strange <laughs> place that, that they don't have name for, you know. The, the Pablo, I, I have to tell you, I when I joined Wayne, one particular thing that he found really interesting with me is that I didn't really have that facility of the chords that he write like I could not see graphically if you give me like a lead sheet with chord changes it take me a minute to figure it out 
But if you write the notes, I could hear the sounds and move around faster. Mm-hmm. So if you know, for it's opposite. You know, I I didn't grow up in it. Now I do it because of John. John was the one that we were in uh, in Montreal and. He was laughing. Wayne was laughing, saying, "Man, this guy is weird." <laughs> <laughs> so, so John, John, John Rossi, enough of this. You, you, you need to learn this. When I, when Wayne writes this symbol, I, I knew the basic. I mean, the basic. I could function, but Wayne writes sometimes. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, the way to write chord symbols, it, it, it's not easy mm. for me. At least, so it took me a minute, but I I had to I I had to practice and I had to that helped me a lot, and um, in pieces like this, um, um, I started to to see how one chord could be if you look for the third could be this, and if you look for another could be that, and I, yeah. and and it just it was just like a beginning for me. It was great, mm. so. But that that helped me to um, to the, the the starting all over like a, like a, I just went to a a, a a a a music class for the first time. It allowed for me to 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 be excited and to combine with things and and make make conclusions about it for that minute, whatever. Just so much fun, actually. Mm-hmm. So much so doing doing that process. If you now thinking so much in tetrachords, uh, how does it apply then if you write down your music for other people to play or for your various bands to play? What's your what's your concept of naming chords? Well, what happened in nowadays, for example, like I just wrote a piece for for uh, it's a piece for for the, uh, the, the road to peace, and for example, the tetrachord started like this. So now I see, oh, that's that feels like this. So now I want to go. See? Look, this, this is interesting right here. If I hit straight chord, I could go against this sound. Yeah. You see, I started to. But what happened with the tetrachord? They 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 help you to route um, tonal magnetism, but at the end, your ears are going to start deciding. Oh, that feels like a G minor. That feels like a, when you write it. Yeah, you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do use it in the process of writing, and the process of performance and and playing, but but at the end of the day, you can start to see the voice leading or where progressions are, are are moving. Mm. You know, you see what I mean. Yeah. Like like it, once you once you write the chunk of the colors, then then out of those tetrachords you have. You know, seven notes, eight notes to write a different bass figure. Mm-hmm. You see, and that's the that's that's what I, that's how I'm I'm thinking about that. I just wrote one for my wife that I'm very very. Uh, the, let me see if I play you a little bit. It hasn't been, but I just wanted to 
to to it's a very adventurous there's one but it's it's uh there's an interesting color that, that that happens that this one like here for example this is a beautiful one <laughs> Check it out where it goes. Yeah. You see? Oh, oh my God, she started crying, man. Ah. And the beginning too, the way the way the first technical move it goes. Look where it goes that. You see mm, what I mean? Beautiful. Like I'm a, I, when I was when I was writing this, uh, this came up almost like an impro improvisation, Pablo. But what I was going for, because at the end of the day, everything we do, and 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 that's I'm, I appreciate this opportunity to share in this way. But everything we're doing it is is so connected to the to the passion, the emotion, the the the. You know, I was. I'm visualizing my wife and all the love we had and all the uh, the things we have been through. Sometimes mm -hmm. very difficult and and the tetras are just, I just it's almost like painting like colors. I'm mm -hmm. just trying to grab that emotion with that color, you know. Yeah. I just think about how I feel and bang and say, oh wow, that's that that tetrical right there, you know. That's it. But and, Danilo, and, there were moments where, where I felt like they don't teach you stuff like that in school, you know. Um, and I just last week I was teaching uh, and one of my students came and he wanted to talk about Ruby, my dear, by Monk, you know, Thelonious Monk. And we talked about the first chord, the E7 with the 11 on top. And he couldn't hear mm -hmm. the he couldn't hear that voicing, and I could relate to it because I at first I couldn't make it out as well. I was like, and he couldn't hear it because you're not supposed to play the eleven in a dominant chord. You know, that's what they tell you in school or when you start out learning voicings. Don't play the eleven in the you know. And 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 Pablo, that's why like. You know, the, this the, that right now you just touch upon something that that it, it it took me years to understand why Duke Ellington and 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 Monk would do things like that, and really it it it, it has to do with a new harmonic language born out of the blues. Mm. That's just a, a blues. The the conception of the license that the blues allow. It's not a part of the European uh, analysis on it. Mm -hmm. It's not what we inherit in terms, you know. So, so when you flatten, basically, to me, that's like flatten the third. But it's mm -hmm. really like a lot of the the stuff that you hear, you hear going like when you do it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's like 
that's to me that's a that's like um when I hear this, I hear this like a question mark on on a core that has a gravity to you're putting a little question mark on it like yes but th- but if you look at it, a lot of the blues that we play like if you play something bluesy, you're gonna go to that four. See what I mean? You're gonna yeah. go to that four, but but it but when they teach you the the traditional harmony, they put that as a as a that note don't belong to that vertical sound. Yeah, and that's why I always like to. We should include the harmonic foundation that was born and the licenses that were born out of the. Uh, the, the 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 connections with the blues in in a way that that makes it like how do you teach that if you teach it connectly to the blues it will make a lot of sense to a, a student and say oh because I'll get to hear that mm-hmm. if I start to everybody thinks a lot of those those ideas you know like like it's part of so monk said here it is bam yeah <laughs> all together yes. <laughs> Beautiful. You know what I mean? All together. And they exactly. Have, yeah. And they have, they have, and they question each other. Like when I, when I, when I, when Pablo, that's such a, that's actually one of the best examples you could, you could come out with. That's just amazing. Because what happened is because of the nature of the intervallic, the, the interval itself present an emotion is drastically, uh, a prime dissonant, you know. Yeah. Right. So, but if you turn it around, they they still dissonant. That's you see they're related. But look what they happen. What happened if you turn them around? If you do it like that has a feeling. But if I do the opposite, yeah. oh my God, the fake. Same thing. Oh wow. And see how that affects you in in terms of the uh, the content of that of that of that interval. Like how did what did that make you do? One what when you play that, what kind of action you're feeling to do that according to the voicing you did? Like where yeah. do you wanna go? You yeah. know, like uh, you know, yeah. so so Mo was typical, so amazing that A wanted to go, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. If I go, ooh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you start exploring like where that reaction, like, like. Where did that want to make you go? That's a great, that's a great one, man. I, I, that, that dominant chord with the, um, with the fourth on top. That, oh, you know, I, I don't know how they, but the only, the only, um, 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 idea I have is the connection with the blues, with the, with the impact of the blues and the harmonic hearing of these. Incredible yes. geniuses. I have another idea, actually. Um, so I look at that chord. So E, B, natural, 
G-sharp, D, F-sharp, A. Right? Uh -huh. So if you look at the yeah. upper structure, you have a D major triad, mm -hmm. which is, if you look at the E7 as a dominant in maybe A, although Ruby My Dear isn't in A major, but if you look at the E7 yeah. as a dominant, you have the five chord and the D on top being the four chord all in one, which is a function of going back to the tonic. You know what I mean? You have a... Uh, no, no, you have to explain me that. Explain okay, me so, that. so E7, right? So you have E, uh -huh. B, G sharp. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And then you have D, F sharp, A, uh -huh. which is the first uh -huh, okay. chord, chord of yes. Ruby, yes. my dear. Yes. For yes. me, this chord is a combination of the, f the five chord, E in A major, and the four chord, because you have the D, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because then that's super cool, right? Because four yeah. and five lead back to one. Yeah, that's that's actually that's cool. And and, and yeah, and and th that you are borrowing. I mean, there's so many ways to look at it, but that that's just fantastic. Because because if you if you E flat is an alternate uh, planet to a major oh right yeah exactly yeah <laughs> exactly that's so cool yeah. yeah 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 which is that's that's a really really important you know uh, you see this is what i love about when when i get together with with people like you i love about the 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 trying to figure out sounds and that how the, how you think about them and how you relate yes. to it I, I, that's a, that's a, that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. And you go back to the two triads that, that, that we exactly. talked about with, they, it's another way of using those sounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Great. Wow. Um, Danilo, another question that just came to me, uh, you're playing in Wayne's quartet and then, um, on Alegria and, uh, and then also on live rec uh, live, uh, concerts where you, Wayne adds an orchestra. So you get to hear what Wayne hears harmonically, uh, compositionally, arrangement-wise behind him, behind the melody. What does it do to you when you go back to the quartet then? It, it gives me more, more alphabets, more ideas, more... more it, it really expanded. Um, I, I, I... I'm hoping that that um um what what when i started doing that pablo i i felt that my playing changed after we went quartet i started to orchestrate more yeah because of because of the influence what i was hearing and 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 i started to visualize how how he was hearing the alternate realities and the alternate world and uh and it, it impacted me I, absolutely, I learned a lot of those parts because Wayne never wrote for the rhythm section. We have to, I had to pick up parts from the score. That's why, you know, people ask me why we had so much music. And say there was nothing really defined. They were, they were like books, yeah. like a book rhythm class, and and we have to figure out how what page we wanted to to, <laughs> to read from. Yeah. So I I had. All those parts, and I started to pick up, learn the 
the clarinet part, the oboe, mm. the strings, the all of that. And I started to bring that awareness to the to the quartet as as time went by. Yes, that's how it fe felt to me. You know, it yeah. felt grander, uh, bigger, more orchestral in terms of yeah. your voicings, in terms of the yeah. way you supported whatever was happening. But it also informed yeah. to me the things where you, where you maybe didn't play a song, where you just made something up out of thin air, you know? Yes. Those things were orchestral then as well, you know? Yes. One, one of my favorite ones that I recall is was recorded in uh, the intro of Pegasus. Mm. That's really, I want to transcribe that. It's really... It, and 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 Pablo, that was um, Rob Griffin. You know, yeah. who's our sound man. Yeah, I know him. He was, yeah. We were we went to Panama, and and we, you know, I recommended you know to to finish the whatever we needed to do there. There was some really interesting things that happened actually, in the Emmanuel record, but that beginning, when and I would, with we do this kind of things in soundcheck. He start playing and he, by this time we already, you know, I already feel like, like, okay, there's the children playing. Here we are. And we yeah. just start playing. And he finished, he goes, man, I wish that was recorded, you know? And, and Rob Riffs to say, I have it. Yeah. That's how you he know, is. It yeah. would be nice. It would be nice. You play, you play, you play for the, the, The intro and and see how that that showed me so much about Wayne that that is is like there's nothing wasted in the universe. He, he he doesn't have that mentality. He's always he has this beauty about 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 human responses and generosity and and not so open. Everything is a possibility, potential yeah. that even. In the beginning of something, he was already in tune. Like this could be the beginning of Pegasus. Yes, and I love this intro. When you hear it, yeah. When you hear it, you go, "Wow!" And that was completely children playing, if you want yeah. to call it that. And this is those moments I started when I when I listen to that. I go, "Man, I, how do I activate that all the time?" That's mm -hmm. that's you know that's I can tell you non-judgments because we were not trying to record definitely yeah we didn't have to play well because there was there was nothing there was almost like having children in the corner and say what are you doing and say i don't know we just yeah you know with the legos playing and leave us alone <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah 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 and, who, and who... i am so glad that's recording exactly yeah who had the idea on lotus to overdub those chords during your solo. You know, that was, that was recorded. That was, that was, that was the original track. We just took away the, um, the, um, you mean in the, in the middle there's of the song? There's a section where it's like, uh, it's like major chords and they drop in, I think, da, da, I think they're like minor thirds apart 
and there's a moment where the the quart where the orchestra drops out and the quartet goes wild over those chords those three chords and you're playing but i also hear big chords on the piano clearly being overdubbed in the end uh -huh. or before oh. oh i don't know i have to pay attention to that Paolo. you are something i had to <laughs> So give me the number. I, I don't remember that at all. I, I think I it's just... Lotus. I think it's Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. Can you send me the minutes? Yes. Yes. Send of me course. The, send me the minute. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check. Um, you know, you can expect anything from this. You know, when and I go wild, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pay attention. I, I noticed what one of those things that we did it, 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 that we did in Panama that was interesting. The orchestra was a little off in terms of, it didn't feel correct. And I remember asking Rob Griffin to move the orchestra a beat mm -hmm. and everything came into place, mm. you know? So, so I, don't, I don't know if that might have affected or I, it might be an overdub, yeah. I, or I maybe send it to you. I an idea, yes, yeah, send it to me, send it to me. I'll, I'll you know. Because there, I'm curious because in on some studio recordings of Wayne, I have a feeling that he has very interesting ideas about overdubbing or adding adding something like um where's this part where he's there's multiple Waynes on um uh on the Allegria record there's a quartet piece and there's like three Waynes playing at the same time and at the <laughs> end you guys all all laugh you know what i mean um Oh, oh yeah! You know, you know, Pablo. That's I'm. You are you are one of the first one who mentioned that. You know, this laugh to me symbolized um, that that session was supposed to be um, a different. Uh, was supposed to be Terry Lynn. Terry Lynn Carrington. I, I want to say publicly, she is crucial in 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 my connection with Wayne. Yeah, she was the one who recommended. She she recommended me to to be a part of that, and I'm eternally grateful that 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 Wayne became aware of me. He, he say he saw me to uh, um, playing with Dizzy Gillespie, but I know Terry was very important in 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 making it aware, you know, to yeah. give me an opportunity. And I would say that that recording. Terry couldn't make and Brian came as a sub because we, we have been working in my record Motherland and Bob Sadon who was the producer he heard us the three of us playing together so he recommended Brian and in that record I think it's Sakayuea Sakayuea yes. the one you know he, he smiled at the end Pablo but I always remember that as as, as something like oh oh like a Oh, oh, because that, that was our first take together. The track you heard is the first time. So it, it went from the beginning to the end, like so, no rehearsal. And Wayne was like laughing. But the laugh for me always meant like, uh-oh, uh-oh, like something is about to get formed here. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I, it, it symbolized to me now that, that you mention it again. Because I had that, remem that memory. I was always wondering why he was smiling. And I think it was mainly because it felt like children playing with him too. 
Yeah. Like, oh, I found my children, kind of. <laughs> yes. So that was actually because Alegria came out after Footprints Live. But it was recorded before. And it was recorded in several sessions, I've heard, right? It's not only one session. No, he had, that was a long session. I came up to, I came, I came in towards the end. Can he you... had a lot of different people. Yeah. Putting, putting, putting piano. And that was sort of like my audition. It was very scary, to be honest. And I have a funny story. I, I can I share this funny story. So it became my audition. I went to LA. And in the rehearsal, there's, there's actually two, two funny stories that I remember. One was... Uh, that in the recording, he, there, there is, I think it's Alegria, actually there is a vamp, and there is like a major chord, I don't remember, it's D major, B flat, it's, I think it's D major, and I played D major, you know, I remember I played something like this, maybe, something, something like that, something like that, and he said, Danilo, That that chord, you got to put water on it. You got to mm -hmm. put water on that chord. And I said, what? I started thinking, man, I went to the conservatory. I went, <laughs> studied, you know, I know I transcribed. I, I never heard of a water chord. I mean, what, what is that? So it didn't work. So we left it. I went to my, the hotel and I was like, what is a water chord, man? Like what? So... <laughs> I put the TV on and a commercial that I had a lot of fifth. I said, okay. And it's a soap commercial with water and everything. I said, oh yeah, right there. So I started writing the voicings with fifth. And the next day he called the same song, Pablo. And I played this. I remember. I played something like this. And then he goes, yeah, but the water has to be complete transparent. No mud on it. No mud. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, wait a minute. So I took out, I went like this. And then I went. So I took out this. And years later, I figured out that's what he was perceiving as mud. Wow. The little yeah. mud on it. So. And I was like, oh, my wow. God, this is going to be a trip. This, yes. this, this connection he has with this, with the inside making of those sounds, he could perceive that major second in there as a little mud mm -hmm. on the chord. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, and then the other stuff was about we started to play one of his songs, Standards. And in the middle of the solo, in the middle of the turnaround, I I did what McCoy did on the record. Like I, you know, there was something, I don't know, it was something like this, like something like that. And he was going to play a solo and he stopped and he said, oops. Blue No Records. Wow. You know, and, and he, he ran away. It it I didn't understand what he meant and Terry told me, you know, it, it's it, 
you could do anything you want, but not try to not, um, um, you know, try to find your own things to play over that. You know, he's going to. So that was it. That was really funny because he was going to solo and I did that. Yeah. And he goes, oops, blue note records and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's interesting. That was, yeah, that was so funny, man. Really. Wow. Um, so it's like almost like he's scared of the past. Like, oops, the record label is coming, you know. And uh, I, I, I heard it more. I heard it more like... Um, sound connection yeah like like you want to make me uh you're forcing me to play this kind oh, of right. you know yeah. what i mean and that's what i that's what i really learned from wayne like uh you he 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 gives you the freedom but he also wants that freedom and it's it's truly a democracy with him mm. you know um And I experienced that in many, in many layers, you know, many things um, being so close. I, you know, I feel like with Wayne, he's like my, my second father, you know what I mean? So I, I, we have had conversation where we're totally agree about something and, and then another one where we just think different. And it's so beautiful. So beautiful. There's so much positivity in, in all of the above, you know, like, mm -hmm with life, with my relationship with, with him. I'm, I, I, I grew so much, not only him, but also with John and Brian, that, that was a unique experience in my life. And, and that's why I'm committed nowadays to open the spaces and share collaborations to, to share those experiences, you know, and keep those, those, uh, um, this, this lessons and, and, and messages alive. Mm -hmm. especially through somebody like him. Mm. Yeah, that's important. And I'm, I'm really glad that well, you know, when I, when I, Pablo, when I asked him the first time, like, I said, what do you think I should do? Like, uh, what, what do you think I should uh, work on it? And he said, you need to get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard this in an interview. Yeah. Did he say like marriage is the ultimate adventure? Yeah, or Pablo, I, I really thought he was putting, Yes. And, and he said, he, he told Carolina, who is an amazing, an amazing woman, that he was concerned about me because he said Danilo wants more music lessons. But what he need to understand that he needs more life lessons because that's what's going to be playing. And, and at that moment, Pablo, I was thinking he definitely uh, is getting ready to fire me or something. Wow. I know he comes from the Miles Davis school, so they're very creative about things. And I just, I was thinking that that insecurity creeping in, saying, "Oh, he doesn't really um, care for what I'm doing," and 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 he has a very creative way to say, "This is it." You know, that's what I was thinking. That's what my, this is why we have to stop those voices in our head. And. I remember going through that period. It's, it was the first tour, and uh, everything seemed to to make sense. You know, like there was a vibe. There's a strange. I didn't understand that vibe at all. I 
I got to learn a lot. I was overdosed with an immense amount of knowledge <laughs> that it was <laughs> that it almost had the opposite effect on me. Mm. Wow. Did you take notes during those dates, days? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Journal? Every movie, every every movie, every every conversation we had was it was it was it, it caused a reaction. Yeah. And I would think about it. I would think about it. The concept. The first time I remember asking him um, about. I, I I was looking to. To feel a little more connected and within all the things that interest me, Pablo. I, I really, you know, he it was it was during a conversation with him that he said to me, uh, "You you do social activism and you do all that stuff and you help these kids in Panama and this and that." I say, yeah, so much, so much I'm doing, and and I do. You have any advice for me to how how to find unity and all of that? And he said, play that, play that, <laughs> play, play that. He said, and then he said, Danilo, you got so much themes there. It's like write and play music the way the way you want the world to be like. Yes. That's what he told me. And I wrote it down. And I was like, that's it. He said, you don't have to, you don't stop. You don't do that. And then you just play that, play, play the social activism, play the children, play the, the just, just, just make that a topic and an interest and, and, a, and a behavior and a, just embrace it, he said, and, and, and don't try to separate it. There's nothing to separate, you know, we're human first, mm. you know, you are a human. You know, so so no that 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 was very empowering empowering to hear that from him, and he was very clear actually. And somehow I I I through all the years I can translate really well Wayne's thought. So you know he, he there was there was times that he would actually he would say stuff that had people eyebrows going like this, and. And he would say, "Ask Danilo. He'll he'll tell you what I said." <laughs> the translator. Yeah, a translator, man. It's like, I, you know, and 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 he's being he's being that relationship, and and with John, man, and Brian. I mean, I mean, you know, we we focus a lot on all the the wisdom that we that I got from from Nick family that I I, I pray and I hope. That 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 you and all of the musicians will find that kind of partnership and feel the meaning of of, of love that transcend your life. And mm. really, it's it's almost painful nowadays to reminiscing on it. Mm. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I you suppose know. so. Danilo, how I mean, with such a tight band like that, um, John. Brian, you and Wayne. I know there were f there were times when Scott Co Colley came in and uh, Christian McBride came in, Terry Lynn came in, or Jonathan Pinson came in, or uh, I think for you uh, Jeffrey Keezer came in. Um, but Jason, I Jason Jason Moran. Jason Moran, so. yes. Uh, my question for you is: um, 
How, what changes for you in your role in that music when somebody comes in has to learn the music like that you know uh, what what do you think is your role what do you think you have to do to help that person you know come into the music come into this this process of you guys together um You know, we all try to um, to be as supportive as we can and give as much information that we could. Mm. You know, <clears throat> I remember one time. I don't. I'm not exactly who was it. it. May have been Jason Moran. That when they were, what happened? I there was something with my passport or something like that. It was in Australia or something like that. And um, Wayne called me and said, "Man, can you write me?" Can you give me an approximation of that little coda? Those, those, you know, it, it was sort of like this. Like, oh yeah. Mm. Something like that. But I, 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 John and I put that in a sound check, like just finding things, and he loved it. He just, it became a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So. I think it's a part of Go, actually. Yeah. But we were not really very aware of, it just it kept, it, it's like, I call that, Pablo, emerging, emerging knowledge, which yes. is something that you do randomly and just become something, you know. Yeah. And he called me and said, man, can you kind of give me a clue what, to, you know, like write your voices or, you know, just just give me, um, and, and that was so, so beautiful. It, it just for me was like, That that kind of um, support is what we give everybody that that that, that came in, uh, trying to figure out what, how much we can say about that will help them. And sometimes we were also careful of not saying much, than we confused them. So mm -hmm. it 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 uh, so when when certain certain substitution came in, the hard thing was always about the script. Because they will they will ask how, what piece do you think we're gonna you know we're gonna start? I say I don't know, I don't know yet. We have to we have to pay attention. Wayne Wayne has a way of setting up the the journey that has to do. You have to watch almost like the daily the daily living with him. Like if you start seeing something in a book, a storytelling, a CNN um, um, uh, news. Uh, th then you can start kind of um, visualizing he might start in in this area today, you know. Yeah. So um, it it was very challenging. I, I I tell you, I mean, and and for us to say, you know, to give like the, the marks, you know, what what's gonna happen? I applaud all these people that came in like that. I mean, Jeff Kieser and Jason Moran. I mean, that's just. I mean, I know what it feels to be sitting there like that, not knowing what's going to happen. I, it, it's just scary, and and I'm glad that, that we are we being able to share that that and open that space for other people to experience. And and you know, it, it's just so challenging. I, I I think nowadays with with all this thing about this concept about fear training about 
what we do in the in the quartet is not really improvisation; it's comprovisation, mm -hmm. which is a spontaneous composition. Yes, with those concepts in mind, um, the the tetrachordial idea of colors. So things, you know, it's very easy to get trapped in a van in the quartet if you if you can't harmonically move around with with what Wayne is hearing and mm -hmm. where he hearing things going. It's easy to stay in one band for a long time, you know? Yeah. So, um, the other thing that I would say is, is, uh, the idea of zero gravity, which is a concept now for, which yeah. is when you are feeling unstable, not knowing where things are going, that is organic. Part of the quartet is that feeling, uh, the judgment thing, not to, not to judge, you know, um, um, the music, that, that you have experienced might not give you the foundation or the, don't get attached to what you already learned and the way you have experienced music before. That was one of the greatest lesson. Mm. I I lost sense of what it was great or what it wasn't. And I, I tell you, at times I thought Wayne was actually um, throwing a joke because he, he, he would call me and say, man, what you were playing today, that's what's happening. That and I, and I would say, oh my God, I was totally lost. I had no <laughs> idea where I was. I don't know what key we were on. And and then I would hear it back, Pablo. And I was like, wow. It's, it's, I, then I understood that being fearless is not accent of, of fear. It's embracing fear mm. and reacting to in a way of like, I'm going to do it. I'm yes. I'm going I'm going for it. You know yes. what I mean? That's being fearless. Yes. So I learned a lot from that, and I I think the difficult thing about sobbing in the quartet is that those are a lot of dimensions of music to learn. Plus the musical language that that Wayne had, which is so vast and huge, that's what made it so um, challenging to do sobbing in the band. Because because it's something that evolved with time. Yes. You know, and and I remember, I think one time I talked to 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 Jeff Kisser, who I love his playing. He's an incredible pianist, and he would he asked me what what did he mean? What did he go like that <laughs> or like this? And I say I don't know, but he said, but you always seem to understand it and go with him. Like how does that work? <laughs> I said, we have sign language. Like, I, I don't know. I, I could just tell what he was, you know, I could just, he would just go like this. Like, mm -hmm. and I went, and he said, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, <laughs> it's like kids making up a fantasy language, right? Exactly. That's yeah. what it is. That's what he felt like. Yeah. You know, sometimes he would say, do, do that thing, do that thing. Do that thing, and I say, "What do you mean?" He say, "Take it, take it, take it." He say, "Dig it, dig it, dig it." You dig, you dig, you dig. So I get on the stage and I start going. Yeah. You dig, you dig, you dig, <laughs> and they start, you know, like that, and the whole thing start from that. Yeah. And then he would laugh about it, and then he would, he would start saying words, and then play those words. It, it it's really interesting to study the phenomenon of, of creativity with the quartet and how a lot of things have unfolded from this very childish uh, nature without 
a very um, playful, playful, you know, and um, and how that became that on a structure way of doing things became a structure and it yeah. became a sound and it became a rhythm it became an approach and it be just just to see how things were forming that's why i call uh, uh, that process compromisation mm. that's beautiful um ah there's there's another thing that i want now I, now i lost it <laughs> Yeah, I, I was talking to uh, Jorge Rossi, who also subbed in the band, and he told me, he told me that I think you or Wayne said to him, like, just play anything, we'll make something out of it. Yes. And I love that. Yes. Because that encompasses really everything. Mm -hmm. And that connects me to something I've witnessed you one time, I've witnessed you uh, playing uh, a short excerpt out of a Mompo piece during an improvisation with Wayne, you played Mompo. And I was like, he's <laughs> playing Mompo. Or, you know, he's just doing it. Another time I've seen you, this is, maybe I've, I've, I've read too much into it, but there's this exercise by Claire Fisher. So sixths, And the two thirds within that six, you know what I mean? You uh -huh. have a six in the right hand and you have two thirds. Right. That's it. Yeah. 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 And you did this with two hands. So reverse and and you played that Claire Fisher pra uh, practice that that exercise that I was practicing as well <laughs> for a long time. I was like, he's doing it. He's doing, yeah. he's playing the exercise within a concert. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That connects yeah, me to know, this, to this thought of play anything. We'll make something yes. out of it. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. You know, one, one of the things that, that, I, that I've been, uh, um, myself, I, 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 I can't wait to have time to practice uh, um, um, Pablo. But one of the things that I learned with Wayne, and I, I started to hear on his, the way he backstage, every time he picked up the horn, there was always an intention, a compositional intention about, about what he did. And the way that that, that that the process go is that you become so stubborn about something that it start to connect emotionally in a, in a deep way and it become I had to get this this out of my being to the point that you don't hear the exercise anymore yeah and that's my my job like uh, you know so so interesting because nowadays I, I play that in a different way. And you would say, wait, that sounds familiar, but that's yes. not that. Yes. You see what I mean? Yeah. That it became, it became like a blueprint for, I just love the adversity, like the, the uh, something about the, uh, the, the intervallic relationship of thinking that it, with that kind of mentality, the mirror. And I started to do it over other things. Mm. I, I, that exercise creeping in a lot of other things 
but they became something else. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yes. That uh, they, they, I remember I started to, to when, when that exercise became like a, a fingerprint to, uh, to license me to move around yeah. and, and create movement, it, it started to become so much fun. It's like, wow, you know, that, that simple exercise became, and, and that's how I like to approach nowadays. It's like trying to always create um, um, it, it, it etudes to confront the issues that I'm, I'm about to, to, to face. Right. And, and that's something that, that, that going back to the beginning of the interview with Charlie Vanacos, that, that connect very deeply with that. Yeah. You know, it's like every song, every, every little turn around, every something like how do, how did that become, um, fingerprint? For me to learn something from that, what does that mean? Two five yes. one, for example, what does that mean? Why do we, why do we keep playing two? I mean, two five ones are still like, but what is the meaning of that? Like, it's just mm -hmm. the, oh, tension released, yeah. release tension, tension release. So can I create other two five ones that has that my own two five feelings? And you know, I start to pose questions, you know, and I I believe that that's part of our of this journey as a as 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 the music that we have chosen to to uh to perform you know like how that affect our life that affect affect our thinking and how how we make that process so inspiring and fun that we could um encourage other people to to uh and inspire other people to keep doing and and experimenting that part of their 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 process you know because we all differ um but it's just so much fun when you touch upon that i could be here all day and i know with you also you know it, it's like we could be here for eight hours <laughs> and, and time time is is we don't relate to time that way because we are just so for us, the questions are not so much even the answers, but the questions are so exciting. Yes, yes. <laughs> I so feel that because I think the, the posing the questions opens doors. Mm. So you can you can go into that door, but just by thinking about it, how does it sound if my left hand is here, you know, like Monk does, you know, how does it sound? You don't have to do it on the next gig, but it might happen by asking that question. It might happen two months later. Just by asking, you know, and that can be a practice of asking all these questions when you don't play the piano. It's like, how does a solo sound if it's only staccato? Or how, you know, yes, how, yes. How does a what is a super long fermata? What does it sound like? Is is can a solo be a fermata? Just a fermata, you know, something. Uh, questions like that can expand uh, your your musical thinking. And it might up end up in a concert, but not the next one. Just by asking about you, you've enriched your subconscious a little bit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so, so that going back to you know, I, I, um, it's so interesting because some of those exercises, I learned it from Brahms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. From, from, 
and he, and 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 then slowly I got into Clark Fisher later. Yeah. But but I a lot of those and also Mr. Barry Harris. I remember mm. years ago going to to the workshop in New York and I he he started to 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 tell us like you know just like things like this. <laughs> And how the that that if you that if you combine it and 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 how you you know it's funny this is the first one I I I, I he taught me to skate this way for example yeah see you yes. see what I mean so you go to the all the portal yes so I started to. I started to say, okay, this could be like escaping to the portal. I, I practice here in this, check it out, with the colors. Now, I know this is feeling, I know this feeling, to this feeling, right? Mm. So now I go like this, check it out. Ooh. You see? Yeah. Now. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And you see what I mean? So I combine all those elements of something that he taught me years ago. I heard Hank Jones also doing that. You hear a lot of people master that Herbie. We all know that. And then you start experimenting to bring those. Those, those, those. Once again, those small particles. If you want to see it as a particle, and inserting them to see how they start to connect in a in a in a way that that it it, it that you you played it from the feeling that I want to get it to that place where I feel the where I want to go and then have yes. the resources to, you know, so. That's interesting when you mix all of these concepts together, you can you can feel, oh my God, why 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 can my C major be this voice? I want my C major to be this for me. So that's a note that's a note that, that if you depending where you put it, it, it might it might tint into another color. But if you put it in the right place, it's really it's a note that 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 we need to access nowadays more and more because it's it's we we only talk about the thirteen and I, I mean I mean I, when I study you know I they were talking about this yeah so gravitating towards note that's just such a like. That when you explore those notes and they take you out of your ram of comfort to try to explain what they are in terms of the the way we learn, that's so exciting to me. Yes, you know. And so then immediately, uh, Pablo, when I when I encounter that that question mark, I start to say, okay, what is my next step? Uh, the process of writing. That's where things get cemented for me. Hmm. So I start doing doing a van. And and they start doing a van, and I go. So now I, I want that sound on my. 
I want my that sound on my right hand, but it's almost like you're gravitating. And this this piece is for Angela Davis called Alternate Reality. So, mm. but check it out how they both come together. This is like it's one feeling in there, and this one is gravitation on those notes. I just I just pointed out that. That's the beginning. Yeah. So Beautiful. I started using it. I used. To, I started using it. I'm like, I gotta use it. I love it. Yes. And these are the things I would come to the gig, and I said to Wayne, I said something like this. Yeah. And Wayne said, Yeah. Yes. I said. Then, then in major, whatever you know, whatever you hear, whatever you think, and it became. It became a thing, you know. I was doing this here. My children came in, Pablo, and he started going like this. Yeah. I said, "Damn, okay, that's what's happening." Okay, all right. Yeah. Then I started saying, "Well, what about if I'm playing something really romantic?" I'm, I feel I'm playing this. So playing playing Chopin on their water or something, yes. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, I just have fun, man. This, yeah. That's why this is something I learned from from being in the quartet also, and and some of my mentors also. Like, you have to set up the mood around to have fun and and to to have serious fun, you know. And I want to have more. Fun. <laughs> I'm not having more. I don't have any more fun. But if I if I keep hanging with people like you, I, I my fun will keep alive, man. That's what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for doing these things. Hey, thank you for doing this with me. You know, this is this is what I've always dreamed about when I saw you guys live. I want to have these moments where I can talk and ask these kind of questions. Because I go out of a concert of the quartet and I'd be like, I have so many questions. <laughs> you know, I love the music, but I have so many questions. I need to, I need to know all these things. Danilo, when, uh, and also, Danilo, you have to tell me when to stop because I can go yeah, on I'm, forever. I'm almost, I, I have an appointment soon. Okay. But yeah, let's, let's, and we can, we can do another series, man. I already know with you, this is the beginning. <laughs> let's do it. We have more things together. You know, actually, by the way, Ben Street says hi. And when I talked oh, yeah. to, when I talked to Ben, we talked for uh, almost four hours. We, <laughs> we, we kept on talking. <laughs> He has many stories of yes. working together. Yes. He's actually, I, 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 
I, I just love, he's a family too, and we didn't talk much about that, but that experience with Ben and Adam is so crucial because yes, I when, I joined the, when I joined the quartet, I also had the trio, so every time we were off with the quartet, I would go out with the trio, and in there, I had a chance to work with then some of the, the especially the idea of, of zero gravity, and then translating that to connect those zero gravity ideas with uh, taking um, Latin American rhythms and and add rhythms, add meters to to a new dimension for us. Yes, you I know, wanted so. to talk to you about actually having those two epic <laughs> rhythm sections, where you have a unique thing with both of them, but they exist they existed at the same time and still do. You know, um, actually, it was funny uh, the other day I listened to a recording when. John Pacitucci subbed in the trio with Adam Cruz in 2011. I list. I have a bootleg of you guys playing together, and it's really? it's fascinating to hear him in this trio. Then you know. Yeah. But I'm I'm wondering, like, uh, what what happens if you go out on a on a tour and you play so much with Danilo and and John, and then you have gigs with the other trio? Does some kind of sense memory from the other band? sometimes creep in like you might be expecting things and then realizing okay i'm no no i'm a i'm at a different moment here i have to accept this moment now with these people and these great musicians yeah i, I that's a great question pablo i think one of the things is like first of all with each one of them i have a um an emotional connection from my life so every time i saw them i never really Uh, um, was expecting like I see Ben, Ben has such a character I can feel his sound I listen to him very deeply for so many years that I that I, it, you tell me Ben is street and I kind of hear the bass in my head mm. you know yeah. <laughs> so I never had that it, it's because of the um, the, the, the closeness of, of, of feelings and emotions that we have I have no doubt about it the perspective that uh, and the sound production. So in a way, it was always about um, what what their what their the, the 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 information and the sound production they were doing will trigger out of my influence or trigger out of my character or personality. I I can tell you, um, Ben. I always felt like Ben triggered those parts of me that was very like there was a period in my life that I was extremely obsessive about Keith Jarrett and Bill Evans mm. and, and Paul Blay. And, and and he has a way with his sound, the way he plays, that he can trigger that yeah. that out of me. And then Adam, you know, we connect almost in a bilingual way, you know, like it, it's, it's like with Adam, you can it's almost like having a cultural passport and you might you might you might think you're going to to new orleans but you actually are in panama or are in mm -hmm. chile adam has this this strength about being bilingual which i feel that that's that's one of the things i can bring to the table because of panama the way panama is positioned is is it has been under the influence of many cultures And I connect to a lot of that, that bilingual, trilingual, you know, the pan-Caribbean flow, whatever. Um, well, it's not whatever, but that pan-Afro-Caribbean, yeah. you know, 
So you have, and and Adam triggered that out of me. So we could play, for example, um, something that like this song, for example, is called Gratitude. Mm. It has a feeling of a melodic content that is almost by itself. If you hear it alone, it sounds like a, a ballad almost. That's the feeling, but then Adam can put that rice and beans feeling on it, and then I'm floating on it, and there's yeah. something that that appears that was very unique within this exploration of the zero gravity, the not knowing where we go, the playing standards, the taking some of the the classic book of of composers like like uh, Stevie Wonder or Ruben Blades, and we started to experiment and create our own uh, playground, if you wanted to call it. Yeah, and that's how we, Monk was crucial, obviously, for we a lot see. of the things we were doing. Yeah, yeah, and we started to okay, how do we apply zero gravity to a form? There's a there's a track on uh, Till Then, one of my favorite albums of yours. Um, Thank you. It's The Fiddle and the Drum by Joni Mitchell. Man, those chords. Um, the thing is, Danilo, I have to tell you, I, I, I've, I grew up with Joni Mitchell, but I didn't know this song. You know, my parents played Blue and, and uh, a Song to a Seagull, her first record and, you know, other, other records. Somehow, Fiddle and the Drums... Um, I didn't I didn't really know that song. So I the first time I heard that song was your version. And now wow. when I hear then of course after that I checked out her version which is of course a cappella. And I can't unhear your version. I always hear your chords <laughs> when I hear Joni Mitchell sing by herself. I just oh, wow, I wanted beautiful. to tell you this because I, I found it so funny because I always hear you now when I hear Joni singing that song. But oh, my wow. question Thank is, you. how did you come up with those chords and what was your process of of uh, of arranging of arranging that song? Well, the the um, the, the the topic about the record, you know, the theme that I was talking about in that record was sort of like um, people who have been connecting uh, the power of words to to do social activism through their music and their writing. And when it's, it's when when I was picking up the different composers, I wanted to represent the Americas. At that time, I just started playing with Wayne, mm. and I felt actually that that uh, that piece because there was there was no because it was a cappella, it allowed me to to play. I wanted to play actually. That's one of the versions we did like like three versions. It, mm. it, it allowed me to react. I wanted to react as is as is. I am playing with Wayne. You know, because I was the beginning of that journey, yes. and I wanted to react with with that kind of the stuff that we do together with the duo and this and that. Mm -hmm. So, I had a, the ideas of certain colors, and then in the middle I put um, open remarks, so like cadenza. And I remember it, it 
when Liz Rice sang that, it, it was just electrifying, Pablo. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of my choices that I that that um that that are on the record were part of that that continues. I was coming from the road with the quartet, and and I embraced myself right into in this topic, and um, by not having any harmony previous harmony i could license my you know myself to hear all kind of colors and and that's how that came about yeah. i was just trying to to the the narrative of the words like for me nowadays when when i am i am thinking of the lyrics this happened to me with with Kurt Ellen too in the record we did mm-hmm. when i hear the lyrics i also hear the 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 intention of the what is this C major? Is this chord? Is this voicing? Is this like I go into that kind of revision um, to see if I'm addressing the right soundtrack for that word, mm. you know, or for that meaning, you know? So, um, yeah. Beautiful. I, I really love this one. Um, can we talk about? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but is it Kobilla or Kobila or how do you? Kobilla. Kobilla. I love that song. The first time <laughs> I heard crazy. it was uh, on the record with uh, Jack Dijonet and uh, John Patitucci. Yes. And uh, that doo, 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 those chords. They're crazy, right? Yes. Let me see if I remember. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Um yeah. The the um then again you could you could see like uh, you could see there's a period there that you could see the germs of like you know working with Wayne the tetrachordial thinking here and these are all tetrachords color where I'm experimenting with bright, uh, you know, triggered by the emotion of instability that the country was was going like 2001, the, uh, mm. the, uh, you know, what happened in, 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 in New York with the towers and, and the September 11. And the fact that I was supposed to be in one of those planes, I mean, they, this is all triggered by, and you were and how yeah, I was supposed to be in one of those those planes, you know. And oh, we wow. were we were going to, we we were nominated for for the Grammys with uh, Motherland, mm. and and at that at that point two weeks ago, everybody because we were supposed to be in Miami, there was an issue and it didn't happen. In Miami, there was a bomb threat. It, there was a lot of stories. My parents were going to come. My manager at that time, my former manager, Roman Thompson, was going to come. It it, it 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 was like a celebration. And all of a sudden, it became this thing like, okay, no, it, it's moving to L.A. because they were afraid that there would be a bomb threat in, in the Grammys in Miami. And don't remember exactly what how 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 much in anticipation but very close i said i call and said i want to go that morning early flight in the morning out of boston 
I would have taken one of those two, the American or the United flight. Wow. They both have the issues. And, um, you know, out of that, I was in between that, the tetra chords, and, and I was like, music became like a, a safeguard. I was doing all these things too. And I remember those kind of things coming out of like um, this, this, you know, um, this very disappointing feeling I had about the politics and all of that. And and I had an idea. I brought it to the studio. Jack added some incredible groove and John yes. added some amazing stuff. And he grew in the studio and, uh, and, and it became a thing. And then slowly, you know, the piece appeared, actually. But oh, it was so set up as a... It started in the studio. Yeah. It's, mm. I brought the idea. Like, I brought the theme. I brought the theme. So I, at that point, I was experimenting in the way we were uh, being uh, nurtured by by playing in the quartet, which were themes. And you you can take that theme and 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 look it from this perspective, retrograde, uh, change the color and, and move it around and orchestrate it and arrange it like that. You know, more more than music finish is is a process of creating. I would call that creating alphabet together, creating language together. Yeah, that's what happens in a in a in a long-standing band. You have a it's I mean it's the same thing that happens when you hang out with people all the time, right? Without playing music, you start talking similarly. <laughs> you you have insider inside jokes and shared remembrances where you can. With one word, you can unlock a certain memory of something. Like if you play, doo -doo 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 -doo, if you play that, yeah, it's clear what 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 has to happen next. You know, right? It's like it's like you 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 you're learning to speak together, right? Yes. you're learning a language. Yeah, and and you know now you say that, Pablo. Truly, that happened with 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 Brian, with John, with Ben, with Adam, and with Wayne. Oh my God, mm. it's like. You know, like, like, da 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 da, -da and we start laughing, yeah. like, what? And we just see it out of nowhere, like, um, but that's what happened. You, you, you're right. There's a certain synchro synchronicity and certain, um, um, I would say, it, um, a certain mag magnetism that mm -hmm. happened naturally, you know, because we, we, we are made up of sounds or frequencies, you know, mm. that, you know, that, you know, gratitude, like, oh, my God, like, you know, we are in a room creating. Yeah. We are playing with people. What are, What is it that we are doing? We are creating the most beautiful example of, 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 of um, connection. Mm -hmm. You know, we are connecting and humanizing that's it's so empowering to, to to our society nowadays and that's that's why I'm I'm totally a believer that in doing music in practicing the arts we have the ingredients to create the the antidote against all this nonsense that is going on yeah Right man, I truly enjoyed your company, man, and your interview and your vibe. Oh, thank you. You are one of the most 
you you're a young man right i mean you're like i'm what? 35. you are young bro <laughs> yeah but you know i just love the uh you know i get the feeling that you're an incredible teacher man oh wow yeah Thank i you. just get just for the just for the way you ask the questions and the and the uh awareness you have for some like i forgot about the i'm gonna listen to fiddle on the drum now oh good I'm gonna, <laughs> and the other two but you are so like um Sharpshooter, man, you like mm. racer like this. That's so amazing. So we we're gonna be in touch because I need. You see, I I I get inspired by people like you, man. Because mm. it it's like I, sometimes I, you know, I'm like I need that kind of energy. Like it it's just remind us that that we are we have to to do a, 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 to take care of each other in this journey. Yes, you know totally. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You you're not gonna find people who want to talk about how to move this voice from this <laughs> other voice or this tetrachord to that. Or, I mean, the kind of things that we think of are sometimes kind of crazy. You yes. know, it's and and we and we are here, you know, like symbolizing that we need to. To to to, we we I think that we are thinking like, if we make this mess, we also have to be responsible for <laughs> for the fix. <laughs> we have to if we have messed up the world, we can also fix it if exactly, we yeah. put our will to it. Yeah, and that so thank you for that, brother. Oh, thank you so much. 